Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Eye on the Future with your hosts, Lady Fontaine, co-host Dr. Jean Cirillo and Frank Tadaro, special guest co-host Julie Zelman and Jelana Sanchez. This is Eye on the Future. And now, Lady Fontaine. Thank you, Frank. This is Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean Cirillo. And we're here to answer your questions on love, life, career, and whatever's on your mind. Give us a call at 646-381-4141. Last week, we didn't have time to take your, your calls, but we're going to be making up for it this evening. So give us a call. Later tonight, you'll meet the Psychic to the Stars, Kyle Matthews. So stay tuned. The night is young, and we'll be taking your calls in a little, a little bit later in the show. The number again is 646-381-4141. Don't forget that we want to answer your questions right here on the show, so send us questions along with a little bit of background, and each week we'll select at least one letter to read here on the air. Dr. Cirillo and I will answer your questions before we begin taking calls. We invite you to send your questions to us at the Lady Fontaine Show at LadyFontaine.com. Details can be found here on my show page on Blog Talk Radio. So remember to email us your questions and tune in each week. Okay, let's get started. We have a jam-packed show tonight. The switchboard is already lighting up, so give us a call at 646-381-4141. So, Dr. Cirillo, on March 30th, we have a special two-hour show coming up on relationships. And I'm really looking forward to that. And I'm often asked um, for my best relationship tips. And I know that uh, most of you probably can, can almost guess what I'll say as far as um, the best relationship tips. But I'm wondering if you had to narrow down, um, you know, some of your best relationship tips, what would they be? Dr. Cirillo. Uh-oh. It looks like we might be having some technical yeah, I, difficulties. Hello? Dr. Cirillo? Yeah, hi. Okay. Hi there. Okay, on March 30th, yeah, I'm going to be around for the whole two hours for the relationship show. Good. So can we have a preview? Do you have any, any relationship tips you want to share with us? Any relationship tips in general? Yeah. Well, uh, let's see. Are you talking about getting in, staying in, or getting out? Any that you want to share with us. Probably most people are are most concerned with getting in or staying in. Uh-huh. Well, you know, we talk all the time about the signs usually being there when both parties are interested. They're open. They're available to each other. uh they occupy a high place in the person's mind. Uh, you know, when somebody is unavailable or only available at certain times, it's usually a sign that, that they have other priorities. Uh, as far as uh, secrets, I, I believe relationships should be a lot a lot more open than, uh, you know, maybe that you don't reveal everything, but that mm-hmm. you reveal uh, what concerns you and this person now. So I would be wary of anyone with too many secrets or without a lot of time and energy available for you. It's usually going somewhere else, especially right. if they don't want to let you know what the other thing is. If the other thing is a 
16-hour workday and you know they have to do it, then, then it's legitimate. But, uh, you know, people usually call us saying, well, you know, I don't know where he goes uh, during the week. <laughs> Something's odd there and you have to find out. You usually get, if something doesn't feel right, it's your unconscious coming from your thoughts, as I would say. You would say coming from the source, telling you that things aren't quite right. Quite right. right. Right, or intuition, like we were talking about last week. And as oh, a psychic, okay. I That's get mine. that a lot where people say to me, well, you know, he's a workaholic and he's this and that, and uh, uh, we live an hour apart and he doesn't want to take the hour ride. Well, for me, that's telling me something very clearly. I don't have to be a psychic to tell you that if a man isn't going to um, make you a number one priority, that there's problems right right there from the get-go. And usually it doesn't get better because at the beginning of a relationship, if a person isn't putting their you know main focus on you, generally it doesn't improve as time goes on. No, it usually doesn't. So you have to figure it's going to be very time-limited and see it for what it is. Right, and it's it's tough. I mean, you know, in today's day and age, you have some people working two jobs, um, you have people with a lot of pressure. I mean, it's hard to fit in relationships. But typically, you know, when somebody is really interested, um, you, you see all the signs up front. And actually on our show in two weeks, um, I, w- I really want to talk about one of the, the biggest problems that I see. And, Dr. Cirillo, I'm curious if you see this in your practice as well. But um, almost where they start out so strong that they fizzle so quick. Yeah, that's kind of like overkill. That's why I know sometimes, you know, there have been situations, I know when, let's say with a volunteer job, when somebody wants to volunteer uh, five days a week and they only let them volunteer five hours and then the person wants more and more. But too much of anything causes what we call in psychology satiation, like you get tired of a food, you get tired of a person. After a while, even if you love the thing, you don't love it anymore. So you're better off being a little less involved than smothering the person. And there are people who, due to their own needs, tend to smother somebody till the person can't breathe, and then they ruin the relationship. Right, that's true. That's very, very true. And that's why I always tell people, go slow. You know, don't rush into these things. And now it's time for Lady Fontaine's Thought for the Day. How you feel about yourself dictates your, ooh, let me start all over again. How you feel about yourself dictates your level of inner joy and happiness. It also dictates the successes you have or don't have. We achieve what we feel we are worthy of, nothing more and nothing less. Your sense of worth is not based on surface values. It's based on core beliefs. Self-esteem and our core beliefs are the foundation of our life. Imagine building a house without a foundation or constructing a new house on a weakened foundation. What happens? Eventually the house will crumble. That is exactly what happens in our lives when we have low self-esteem. We either fail to achieve our goals or we self-sabotage our successes. So how do we fix this problem? There are many self-help and spiritual programs out there to help you along the way. I have created a system called Connecting the Dots that works, but there are countless other ways. There is not one way that's right for everybody. The key is to get guidance and to understand that everything that's happening in your life is happening for a reason. 
I believe that reason is to guide you along your path of discovery and ultimately to healing yourself. Reclaim you and do it today. So does that resonate with anybody? A lot. It makes sense. If you don't feel good about yourself, eventually when you see success, you start to sabotage it because it right. doesn't feel comfortable. Right. That or relationships. I have a lot of people who say to me, oh, it started out so great. You know, but along the way, we do things either in work or relationships that do sabotage things because we don't feel worthy. And so often we don't know that we, we don't feel worthy. But, you know, when there's repeating patterns, when the same kind of relationships same kind of work issues, same kind of problems are continuously developing in, in any of anyone's lives, um, it typically means that there's something at the core, at the root, that, you know, that really needs us to focus attention on it. I mean, Dr. Cirillo, from a, from a psychology standpoint, where would you start if somebody came in with, you know, a, a repeating pattern of having a certain type of relationship? Well, well almost everybody. Relationship has something that we call repetition compulsion. And what that means when it's something negative isn't that you like being abused. It's that you feel comfortable because it feels familiar. And if it's happened to you all your life, sometimes one way that you feel less afraid of abuse is that you feel you deserve it. You tell yourself uh, that you're in control, that you're a bad person, and that's why you're being abused. And and you tend to later on interpret it the same way. So when somebody else would run away from a person with that anger in their eyes that that signifies next thing they're going to become physical, you're so used to seeing that in the people around you, you know, you don't see it as a red flag. So you don't see the red flags that somebody without your problem would see. And therefore, you tolerate it. It feels comfortable and you feel you deserve it. I know. And... and I mean, I see that with so many of my clients that, you know, they basically are recreating, you know, their childhood experiences. I mean, the kind of environment they grew up in is typically the type of environment that they, they create in their adult life. Um, and also, they, they're trying to get control over it. It's called the ego's attempt at mastery. You figure if you can recreate it and you can tame this violent person now, you can finally... Uh, fix whatever was wrong with mom or dad that you couldn't fix. It doesn't happen, but you get just enough of it to get a sense that, gee, maybe, you know, he brought me flowers. Maybe he won't hit me again. <laughs> of course, that doesn't happen. Usually it gets worse and worse. Right, I know. And and it's it's sad when, when things like that happen. But, you know, on our show on the, on the 30th, um, we're going to have lots of relationship um, situations that we're going to be talking about lots of relationship tips, and we're going to be taking lots of calls because we have a two-hour show, and I'm really looking forward to it, and I think it's going to be um, really informative to all our listeners, um, and hopefully we're going to be able to cover a lot of different scenarios. So, again, this is a time that if you have particular questions or even topics that you'd be interested in hearing Dr. Cirillo and I talk about, Feel free to drop us a line at the Lady Fontaine Show at LadyFontaine.com. Phone lines are open, so please call 646-381-4141 to speak with Lady Fontaine, Dr. Cirillo, and our guest for tonight, Kyle Matthews. 
They're here to answer all your questions about love, relationships, and life. Call 646-381-4141 to get expert advice on all that troubles you. And remember, if you don't get on the air tonight, please send us your question at the Lady Fontaine Show at LadyFontaine.com. Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo will be selecting a few questions each week to answer live on each show. And now it's time for Lisa Elvin Saltari's weekly astrological starline report. Hi, this is Lisa with the Starline Report. Aries, spend the last two days of this week focusing on finishing up. And by the 20th, it's definitely showtime. The sun moves into Aries and your birthday month begins. On the 21st and 22nd, you are filled with enthusiasm and energy. And with your eyes firmly on the prize, you score big points. Taurus, your Taurus stubbornness will help you this week as you demand your turn and you will get it. Don't mess with Taurus the Bull. On the 20th, you may feel that people aren't telling you the truth about something, and you could very well be right. Dig deep to see what you can figure out. Gemini, expect a surprise or two this week. Things are moving forwards, even if it appears they aren't moving backwards sometimes. On the 20th, your friends and networks are there for you and are helping you in ways you do not even yet know. Your dreams and goals are arriving shortly. Make sure you're ready. Cancer, Mercury is now in your career zone, followed shortly by the sun on the 20th. Expect big things to finally begin moving in your direction. A boss or other authority figure may try to put the brakes on around the 21st. But with skill and patience, you manage to claim victory out of chaos. Bravo, Cancer. Leo, trying to make sense out of money matters will consume you for most of this week. A sudden change or new direction could permit you to truly see what is ahead of you. On the 21st, you have some decisions to make. Try to weigh both long- and short-term needs and make the choice that fits your life now. Virgo, your ruler Mercury moves into your financial zone this week. It's time to tackle your taxes and other insurance matters, and you are quickly able to cut through the proverbial junk and get to the bottom line. A supporter or secret ally makes the difference on the 22nd. Your guardian angels are busy. Libra, a possible shakeup at the office has you truly wondering what's coming next. Don't worry, things will soon stabilize. Use your diplomatic skills to your advantage this week. A partner may need some TLC by the weekend. Clear your calendar and make time for what is truly important. Scorpio, a work situation that has been brewing may heat up by Friday the 19th. Refuse to be part of any power games. In love matters, someone may just be needing more time, and this will smooth those ruffled feathers. On the 22nd, your ability to bring order out of chaos saves the day. Sagittarius, family or real estate issues may truly, as the expression goes, turn on a dime this week. Stay flexible, easy for you, and try to focus, not so easy. On the 20th, the sun moves into your fun zone and your spring fever hits you hard this weekend. Get out there and enjoy yourself already. Capricorn, changes in your daily routine may be necessary in the long term, but they do require some adjustments on your part around the 18th. Try not to let things get to you too much. 
On the 21st, the past is still around, trying to drag you down. Close that door, please. You've come this far. You need to keep moving forward. Aquarius, your ruler Uranus meets up with the sun in your money zone this week. Expect some changes and definite opportunities to come your way very soon. And remember to roll with the punches. When the sun moves into Aries on the 20th, life kicks it up a notch and you are now rolling on all cylinders. Hang on. Pisces, your birthday month ends on the 20th. Until then, don't miss out on anything. On the 18th, a money matter needs to be fixed. Now, get to it. By the 21st, you are definitely focused on your worth and how to, you can make or save more money. On the 22nd, you are the Energizer Bunny at the office and can literally move mountains. This is Lisa with the Starline Report. Always remember to follow your star. I love her report. Again, I have a good week in store, but then again, I, I know that I'm in a um, good period astrologically, so um, I'm thrilled. <laughs> what? How was it for you guys? Anything interesting coming up for you, according to Lisa? I don't know. Stay well, out of my way. Oh. For Friday, you go, Frank. You were going to say something. Oh, no, no, I was just making a joke. Go on. No, no, I was going to say it said something about refusing to become part of any power games on Friday. So I'm trying to think of uh, who might be out to get me this Friday. Mm-hmm. And I have a couple of ideas, and uh, this gives me the clue as to how to handle it. I won't believe anything any of you tell me on the 20th, because someone's going to lie to me, and I don't know who Uh-oh. it is. What day is the 20th? I hope it's not a show day. <laughs> I, I don't know, but if any of you tell me, I won't believe you. <laughs> Only us? Hmm? Only us? I ask Lisa, I don't know. <laughs> you can well, believe us, because we're not doing a show on the 20th. Okay, Good. well, then, then we're clear. We are absolutely clear. Um, all right, well, tonight we are thrilled to have, direct from Beverly Hills, California, the psychic to the stars, Kyle Matthews. Kyle, welcome to our show. Well, thank you for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. I am so excited to hear more about what you do. Um, can you tell our listeners who you are and what you do? Okay. Um, like you said, my name is Kyle Matthews. And um, I've been doing readings out in L.A. for, gosh, now 28 years, I guess. Um, I had an office in Malibu for years, and, um, and now I'm up in Beverly Hills. But um, at the age of 14, I connected very strongly with my guardian angel. I went through a series of dreams where my guardian angel would come and actually appear at the foot of my bed and talk to me. And um, after that, I started seeing auras around people or... I guess people's soul colors or chi or whatever you want to call it, but I would see colors around people, and, and the colors don't really change, but they get lighter and brighter around people. And so by looking at those colors, I would learn about what people are all about. Um, Could I just ask you, do you have the speakerphone on? No, I don't. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm hearing an echo, Walter. Yeah, yeah, I'm hearing the echo, because it's so interesting what you say, and I really want to make sure the, the listeners get all this. Um, the, and it's and it's interesting, Kyle, because I also see auras, um, and I always have, um, and I just see them as as clear energy or sometimes cloudy energy. But I also don't see them in colors. But uh, when how did you actually learn to read them and and figure out what what meant what? <laughs> interesting enough, um, after I started seeing the colors, and like I said, 
my angel came to me. I was like, I went through a series of nightmares where I was being chased in my dreams. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother took and told me to, because I was, there were like little night tears. I thought it was Freddy Krueger or something was chasing me in my dreams, you know. But my grandmother said to imagine a bubble before I went to sleep at night and to unzip the bubble, climb inside, and nothing could hurt me. So if in my dreams someone shot a gun at me, it would bounce off or whatever it was. And so she said, and when you're being chased, turn around and say, who are you? Wow. And so when I did that in my dream, all of a sudden the scary stuff that I had imagined all got really bright, and this bright light appeared, and this woman stood there and said, she was my guardian angel. And, I, of course, at 14, the first thing I said was, let me see your wings. Where are they? You know? <laughs> well, um, let me see your badge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the next day, she would actually <laughs> appear at the foot of my bed, and she would, she would actually... Um, she would actually teach me things. She would, she would tell me things. I'd ask her about because I started seeing the colors immediately. And so, I mean, I grew up in Kansas. So, you know, me seeing all these colors at 14 in Kansas and in a small town in the middle of Kansas. And, I mean, it was pretty hysterical. But, I mean, I used to get notes from the counselors to go into the counselor's office because they wanted to hear what colors I saw around them. Wow. So, so, and, and, and she's still, I mean, so to this day, whenever I see anything new in an aura, I mean, she still teaches me what they mean. So I learned everything from my guardian angel. I've never wow. learned it from anything else. But, you know, and I see the cloudy things, too, um, either cloudy or messy. You know, it's almost like a milky color mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. I see that, too. That means something for, you know, for things when I see it. Um, but it's also, you know, I think one of the, you know, I, I think that we're all psychic. I think we're all intuitive. I think everybody has the gift. And, you know, and it's like anything else. The more we use it, the more clear it gets, and I'm sure you understand that one. Right, and we actually proved it here last week because, um, for instance, Dr. Cirillo, our, our um, psychologist, um, who came to this show, Kyle, believing she had absolutely – she was a skeptic. She had no psychic ability, no nothing. Well, last week on the show, she blew herself away with what she did. I did an intuition, uh, intuition and psychic test. And, I mean, one thing after the other, she nailed 110%. And one, even even she picked up, I mean, uh, uh, information, a name. I mean, she came up with Marlon Brando. It turned out to be the name of of one of the dogs that were, that was in a picture. That, um, you know, was one of the pictures in line that we were doing. And nobody knew that. You thought it might be somebody you dated that looked like Marlon Brando. my (laughs) My type is, you know, Tall, dark, and handsome. So and I don't think he's tall, Marlon Brando. But I, I saw the face and all that, and I came up with Marlon Brando, and then right. suddenly uh, I right. think it was Jill revealed it was the dog in one of the pictures. Julie Which, had said that. That was Julie. her dog's name, Marlon Brando. Oh well, it's interesting. Before I came on the show, I looked, you know, I I looked at your website and saw everybody's pictures, and um, and you know, just looked at your because I can even see ores and pictures just to see the you know the colors that you guys have the ba- you know just the basic colors. And I mean, and I would, I would definitely uh, say Dr. Cirilla has uh, uh, the greatest gift of all, which she she feels things too so much, you know. I mean, because she's got a lot of um, turquoise in her aura, mm. and that that when I see turquoise, you know, because you know you can go get aura books, but you know what, everybody writes what they see. So you know, and and if we both went out, all of us went out and took the same set of paints and painted a tree. You might use purple for one thing, and I might use blue, and, I, and someone else might use green. But if we did it right, then all those three colors would mean the same thing to each one of us. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's to explain it. So I always say that, you know, the way I see ores, you can't really go read a book and say, oh, that blue in every book is going to be the same thing. But the way I see it, so like I see turquoise, 
and turquoise is, is a real feeler. It feels things. It, 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 it's so sensitive. It's, it's a very sensitive soul. You know, Interesting. Um, and because Lady turquoise Fontaine, is my best color. Everybody wow. tells me it looks best on me, and I never knew quite why. But if it matches my aura, now I know I'll tell them that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you were saying something else about turquoise, the sensitive soul? It, it, it's, no, I'm saying that, um, that turquoise, is, turquoise, when it's your first color, it just makes you in your, your best. Your best thing is going to be learning to say it's your turn and take time for yourself, which is, you know, and, and learning to say no and stick with it when you need to do something for yourself because it's, it's one of those colors that is going to be doing, taking care of others in some way, shape, or form their, most of their life, mm. you know. So it's really about learning to take care of yourself too, though, when I've, what I've learned from my angel. Well, wow. you know, that's so weird because I know somebody once told me with my natal chart that there's a lot, a lot of water. I'm Scorpio, and I have Scorpio rising, Cancer moon, and that because of all that water, that would make me extremely sensitive to uh, things that somebody else might not be. So I guess that's a good side and a bad side to that. The good side is the intuition being developed. The bad side is the oversensitivity. Right, and just, you know, one of the greatest things to do, I always say, is when someone has a lot of turquoise, just when you get home at night, before you go to sleep, make sure that, just say, anything that's not mine needs to go back where it came from, so you're not taking on anybody else's stuff, you know, because you, know, <laughs> you can only take on what you, you know, you don't want to be dealing with everybody else's stuff, because turquoise is often, you know, going to carry the mountain sometimes when they shouldn't be. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> um, but Lady Fontaine, um, you're, you're, you've got an interesting aura. We have a very similar aura ourselves, really? and and um, and you have you have tannish gold in the beginning part of your aura, that, and then it goes into blue, and you have a, quite a nice chunk of blue there, mm-hmm. and then more tannish gold when I look at it. And interesting enough, tannish gold is going to be first of all, it's it's a really good judge of people the minute it meets them. It makes the decision probably within seconds, but I'll bet you're 99% on with it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, um, blue is the sign of the old soul. So, mm-hmm. you know, the older the soul, the more blue you have. Mm-hmm. And you have a big chunk of blue, but it's also wow. very creative. Mm-hmm. It's a color that is very, um, very psychic, very creative, old soul. I mean, been around many, many, many lifetimes if you are open to that stuff. And it's also... The, having the tannish gold, though, having tannish gold and blue next to each other, blue says, go with the flow, you know, just let things happen as they will. And tannish gold says, no, 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 <laughs> if I can't see a future in it, I've got to, like, try to work this, I've got to try to see this. But it's very detailed and perfectionistic. Wow, and that, me being a Gemini, I could fit both both polar sides, because basically they're polar opposites that you just described. And it, it is, they are, they're, they're, they are, because, you know, one says live for today and be spontaneous, and one says think five years ahead at all times. Right, and, and that I do that. <laughs> but in your work, I bet you are extremely detailed. I am. You know, I am. I, mean, I am. And, like, and when boom, I give boom. readings, I'm always told that I give really tremendous detail. And I would believe that in a heartbeat. Thank you. And, and Joanna, Joanna has blue first, which is interesting. So she has blue first. Now, what that's going to do is, because she doesn't have the tannish gold first that blocks her, Joanna just has, she's got the, the old soul energy, but she also has to be really careful with the people that she lets in and out of her life mm. because it's something that, you know, blue will give people a chance even when they shouldn't. <laughs> uh. 
you know, because it doesn't have the tannish gold, it's going to be the one that can see through that. You know, turquoise has a little issue with that sometimes too, just because they, they, they want to believe. And, you know, and, it, and, it, and it, it's always good to, you know, see the positive and, and see people's potentials, but it's also a realistic thing. I mean, I'm sure you guys all know that not everybody reaches their potentials. But we would like them to. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, um, and... And did you pick up, is there anything else that you want to share, or was that it? Um, that's fine. Okay. All right. Um, so do you, just what you did on, uh, with, with our auras, I mean, do you do that on the phone, or do you need a picture of somebody? Um, I, I don't, I don't need a picture. Um, I, I don't really do all the aura stuff. I mean, I, most of the time I just ask my angel, like if someone asks a question, I'll just ask my angel to ask their, their angel or guides whatever they're supposed to hear. And then it just an answer will come or a name or whatever it's supposed to be. So, so do you do you do other things other than the aura readings? Um, yeah, of course, of course, I do the aura readings. I, you know, I do. I spend a lot of time talking to people that have passed on. Ah. Um, <clears throat> yes, I do a do a lot of that, and um, and I mean, I mean, people like out here in California. I mean, I I deal with a lot of people that like uh, a lot of people will bring me four scripts and ask me which movie they should do. Or, you know, or they'll bring me a script that they've written and ask me what I think, and I'll just touch it and make a decision from it. Wow. I mean, wow. Since you were thinking say, I was sitting story. with Kyle. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say I was sitting with Kyle one day, and, and he said, why do I feel Meryl Streep around you? And my phone rang, and it was my agent that I had a, an audition for a film with Meryl Streep. Wow. <laughs> Wow. So it, this is like How did he pick up on that? Well, okay. you tell us, Doctor Camillo, Miss Psychic. Yeah, you're the you're the one today. You're well, you want a reading? I'd love to have a reading. Often, often the uh, the psychics are used by world leaders. You know, some people say, "Oh, I don't believe in psychics. They're not world leaders. They're not business leaders." And it's true, you can't use it selfishly, but uh, the world leaders from the Roman uh, oracle to uh, our presidents and their wives consulting with channelers and, and psychics, uh, and I think they use it more often than, than they would admit to. Do you I find that? I, Do you have anybody in that position? Um, uh, to be honest with you, when I was 17, I did some work for our government, and that's one of the first missing persons cases I worked on was with our government. Um, a government official's son that worked up in uh, Pennsylvania. Um, his son had left to go from from uh, Waynesboro, Pennsylvania, to Portland, Oregon, to go to college, and never had arrived. And so they asked me to come in and meet the parents. And um, within a few minutes of meeting the parents, I was in the kid's room and just kind of touching his stuff and walking around in his room. And I was able to tell them what had happened and where actually draw some pictures of where the body was in Portland Ooh. and give them the first. Four numbers off the license plate of the truck wow. that was involved in killing. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Wow. That's really awesome. Yeah. So, so you do a lot. So as a last resort, that's what works out more than anything. Do you do a lot of work like that, missing persons or anything? And, and um, you know, I do if, if if a relative or someone comes to me. You know, that's the only way I work on it. You know, it's, you can't get involved in things unless you're it's something that's like someone's you know come to you. You know, like if you watch the news too much, it'll make you crazy if you're psychic because you want to call in on everything and go, okay, I know about that, I know about that, I know about that, you know. But 
you know, if someone comes to me or, or you know, oh, this phone is making a little bit of a weird yeah, sound. Yeah, I mean, we're hearing a big echo on your phone. Are you? Yeah. 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 Is that better? No, we still hear it. Oh, boy. Yeah, maybe you have to get off the speakerphone if you're on the speakerphone. I'm not on a speakerphone. Well, if you just went away, you're fine. Okay. Okay, great, great. Okay. But that, I mean, that that's wonderful work. I mean, I've I've done a bunch of work like that. I mean, it's exhausting and it's emotionally. It, it, it is, and you know, and it's it's. I think it it's not always the most um, re. I mean, I guess it's, it's rewarding when you see the uh, final outcome where, you know, a family gets even if you find the body or even if you know, it'd be best if you find them alive. But of course, if, even if it's not alive, but you get something that cause they need to put it to rest. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. I mean, I, the most recent case I worked on was probably the Lacey Peterson case, and um, and Warner Brothers and they they actually you know walked around and filmed the whole thing from the minute I woke up in the morning till I went to sleep, and I even there's one scene where I show where the body's going to wash up, and I guess like two weeks later it washed up there. Well, so are we going to see this on TV? Um, Warner Brothers has it. They can't release it until all the um, all until his appeals are gone gone, gone right. through. So right. Yeah, I know because I've worked on a few cases like that, and until everything's signed, sealed, and delivered, you you can't even really talk about it. Exactly, exactly. Right. So, I mean, you being the psychic to the stars, you must have a lot of situations where you're either working in ho- high-profile cases or, like you said, with people who will come to you, an actor or an actress, with two or three different scripts. And and, and you know, but what I've learned though is, you know what, everyone in the world is, you know, that basically, you know, we're all looking for answers. You know, we're all looking for answers on some level, you know. To me, everybody, you know, whether you're, you know, uh, Renee Zellweger or you're, you know, Oprah Winfrey or you're, you know, or you're uh, someone Dr. else. Dr. James I mean, Cirillo. <laughs> it, 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 you, know, it, it, you know, the only difference in, in most of the, the things about the people ask, at least of what, from what I've learned, is, you know, it differs with the amount of zeros they are asking about, where right. one person, you know, I'll read for a housekeeper that's worried about a $500 bill, where someone else will be worried about a $5 million bill or a $5 billion bill, you know, it's like, but to each one of them it means the same. Yeah, you know? I, I agree with that. I and agree, so, but it still must be interesting. I mean, some, especially if you're advising um, a particular script and then it turns out to be a blockbuster, you know, sensation. Right. I mean, that or, must be a thrill for you. It's like, you know, I, I, I mean, there's one story I can tell that, like, Renee Zellweger came to see me, and she had just, I think it was right after um, Jerry Maguire. And, you know, she'd asked me if she was ever going to win an award. And at that point, you know, I mean, she was just getting her career started. And, and they said, yeah, tell her she's going to win an award the year she does a movie about a mountain. You know? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's so simple, but, you know, you don't think about it. I mean, because right. Cold Mountain wasn't even in the lines at that right, point. Right, right. But, and that's um, what most people don't even realize about psychic reading. So often when people say, you're wrong, you're wrong, oh, no, this isn't going to happen, you didn't pick anything up right, but it's surely because the, 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 the things that need to fall into place before that happens have not yet appeared in your life. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, people don't realize that. What I always say to people, if you know everything, then why are you going to a psychic? You're going to a psychic to tell you things that you don't know. And, right. and, you know, it's wonderful for a psychic, and I spend the first couple of minutes of every reading myself, you know, really defining as clearly as I can what's going on in their life today so they know I'm connecting with them. Right. Um, and, and from that point on, I'm hoping that a big chunk of what I say they don't get. 
at this point. Otherwise, why come to me? Right? Right. I mean, right. And then suddenly something happens, and after it happens, you say, oh, now I remember that. That's the way it comes to me. When I have a dream, I forget about it, and then three days later, it's like, whoa, ooh, you know. That's exactly right. And I have people who come to me and say, oh, no, no, you, you, you know, you didn't nail anything. And then a year later and go, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, so like my regular clients know, the more, you know, outlandish something will be that I say, the more to really listen because they know that I'm picking up something that's really, you know, about to break or happen in their lives. And we don't even know, you know, we don't even know what it is sometimes. I mean, it's, uh, for, for instance, I was one time doing a reading and thinking about ice cream the whole time. I don't even love ice cream. Mm. But, you know, went on to find out that the girl's grandfather had started a, an ice cream company wow. and was coming through and trying to talk. So, you know, wow. you never know what it is. But, you know, I've learned, too, that, you know, I'm sure you understand this, too, that, you know, before each reading, I'll just basically, you know, say my little, my little prayer and my little energy thing, and just ask that everything that comes from that moment on is about that person in front of me. Right. And what the, happens with a? I guess it's a question for both of you, but I'm just thinking because uh, Kyle, I assume in LA, there's tons of people chasing their dreams with writing and acting and <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> I mean, they must all come to you, all hoping to make it, and of course, not everyone can. And what if you? And you have to be honest with people. Them? You know, you have oh, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. You know, right. I mean, if I see you doing one commercial in 10 years, I'm not going to recommend that now, you stay in acting. Isn't that funny you should mention commercials when you're talking to Julie? <laughs> what do you do, Julie? What kind of acting I do these days. <laughs> commercials. That's so funny. Good to get lots of residuals. I know people don't like to do them, but that's what that's what pays often. Well, well a lot of actors do, and I love them. I wouldn't mind doing them. fun. Yeah, I do it for fun. No, they're fun. Oh, good for you. Yeah. But that that's interesting. I mean, that really is. And I honestly, you weren't on the show yet, Julie, when, when I was asked a bunch of questions by our other co-host and Frank. And that was one of the questions. You know, if yeah. if you're not picking up something positive or or something of that nature, are you going to tell them? Well, absolutely. I mean, if they say, is my, you know, is my husband loyal to me or is my husband going to leave me or something of that nature if I feel that they are not being loyal or they are going to leave them what am I going to do lie no and I'll often yeah I understand that I mean I'll often say to them at that point I'll say listen I'm going to open this up to you and I want you to ask me anything that you are willing to know you know you know if if you don't want to know something then please don't ask it at this second because I'm going to tell you the truth right, right. So, because right. sometimes people just don't want to hear it no and i you often know. say to people how how honest do you want me to be when i'm feeling something that will be sort of earth shattering for them right. you know and most people at that point they're curious they they will say i want you to be honest right and i wouldn't be any other way but it's kind of like that at least breaks the you know that that um, that flow or something, so they're sort of preparing for for some news that they might not particularly be happy with. No, you know, it's, it's tough. I mean, how do you deal with, um, or or maybe you can just sort of explain to the listeners because this is something that comes up all the time, and I tend to ask just about every psychic that comes on the show about free choice because I, I that's the hardest thing to explain. Um, you know, you you come up with uh, you know glorious reading for somebody. How does free choice play into that reading? Well, I think I think my my belief on on the whole thing is that, you know, as 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 a working psychic and 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 being psychic, and being intuitive, I mean, we are lucky to get a glimpse into the path that the person's on at that moment, and and look ahead and get some glimpses of some things that are coming up for that person. If that person tomorrow 
sold everything they owned and lived in L.A. that night and sold everything they owned and moved to Seattle, they might have jumped on a different path. Mm-hmm. So, so we have to, you know, some, the only thing I know that is definite is, are the lessons that cut through all the paths, no matter mm-hmm. what they're taking. Right. And, you know, there may be a million paths that we can choose from in our lifetime. But there are lessons that we're all here to learn. You know, there's right. a set of lessons that each person comes in each lifetime to learn. And those lessons are, are going to cut through any path. So it doesn't matter whether you run or you stay, you're going to have to go through those lessons. And, and the funny part about those lessons, I always laugh and say, you know, once you get through one of those lessons, you will take a deep breath. But it's like in like a keto in martial arts. The next lesson may be all the old stuff and the new stuff added in. So just get ready, you know. Right, and do you talk to them about what their lessons are? I talk about the colors because the colors will be very, you know, I can't tell someone, oh, this is your life lesson because a lot of times the universe isn't going to let us know exactly what the lesson is. But I know what areas they lie in, sometimes from the colors in their aura. Mm-hmm. You know, tannish gold lessons lie in money and power, and, and, and it's usually a baby lesson, almost a lesson that you wouldn't even think was a lesson but it's in that money and power area or people with money and power. You didn't uh, mention that to me when you were telling me about tan and gold in my life. I didn't tell you what the lessons were, but blue's lesson is to leave its mark in this lifetime. Wow. Turquoise's lesson is to learn to say no and make sure they're taking care of themselves first and then everyone else. Well, you know, they can't be the ever-ready rabbit. They've got to learn to recharge their own batteries. Uh, but there's, you know, there's so many other colors. I mean, I've seen every color you can imagine. So. And do they? Do the colors change? Can it change you know what, from one year to the next? You know, or? What, what they do with, that's why I don't know if what you would call I see is, a, is an actual aura or if it's more like your life force or your chi. Because if I look at a baby in a crib, I'm not kidding. I'll look at the baby and I'll go, okay, um, this kid's going to be great in math. This kid's going to be, you know, you know, and it's, and it's so funny. I mean, it's just, and, you know, and later in life, you know, because now, I mean, after doing it this many years, it's so funny when you see the kid come in, and I'll still remember the aura that I, that it was on him as a baby. And it's the same aura. It just may be like, like if you come in and you have like eight strips of blue or eight lines or, you know, areas of blue, and there might be three lit this time. The next time I see you, there might be five lit, or they might be all eight lit, and, you know, and you might have dimmed something else out, but... Usually it's the same energy, unless you've done something that's, you know, not necessarily a good thing. I've seen a few auras change, but it's always when someone's done something, you know, not that, it, that, it, that they should uh, have done. Right. One time somebody told me he couldn't get a reading. This is when we were doing a TV show. He said, your aura was red, and I couldn't get a reading. But that now he got a reading, and it was bluish or something. Another woman told me it was yellow. That you know, my aura, and that was the most common. So I don't know. The aura does seem to change, at least according to the person who's viewing it. Or the interpretation of what or, you're that's, seeing. That's why I'm seeing. Right, I don't necessarily right. say that I'm seeing an aura. I may be seeing your life force or your right, life right. Your, or your chi or whatever you want to call it. Because, you know, when you know, like those Karelian cameras, I mean, that take a picture of an aura, but if you go out and run around the block, you're going to get a different picture when you take it again. You know, because sometimes it's just, you know, you run something off or you – they may be heat sensitive. I don't know exactly how that all works, but I, I mean, I tried one. I you looked at one, and I, you know, it was very hard to read. So, well, but, uh, Kyle, we are sort of running out of time. It was so interesting hearing about all this. You are going to stick around to take calls with us, right? Sure. Yes. Of um, and could you just? I have it on my website, but could you just tell the listeners how to get in touch with you? Yeah, you can go to um, my website, which is uh, www.psychikyle.com. Okay, great. And I'm sure many people will be um, 
checking in with you because this is absolutely fascinating. And, again, thank you. I mean, your aura readings were amazing, and I'm still in shock about some of the stuff that you said. <laughs> but stay right here because Kyle Matthews will be taking calls with us in just a few minutes. Phone lines are open. We'll be taking calls. Um, give us a call at 646-381-4141. Kyle Matthews has agreed to stick around and take calls with us. So tonight you'll have the input from the three of us, two psychics, and one psychologist and relationship expert, Dr. Jean Cirillo. All right, who is our first caller? Well, I have someone on the line. I have Abby, and she is wondering where her long-distance relationship is headed. Okay, Abby. Hi, Abby. Hi, Hi Abby. Hi, so could you give us a little bit of background, and then you will get the opinion from the three of us. Okay, um, I met this guy a month ago, and um, he, I guess, moved back to where he's from, and we've been texting and talking every day since then, and he was just like, okay, well, I want to, you know, try to get to know you better, um, and I have a work trip, and it's going to be in his state next month. I wanted to know, like, will it go well when we meet up, or... And what is his name? First name is Marcus. What was that? Marcus. Marcus. Okay. Um, does anybody want to go first? Um, I'll go first. Go ahead. Okay. Um, Abby, um, the first thing I pick up about Marcus, Marcus is that, you know, uh, he's, got a, um, he's got a little boy's energy, which is, you know, it, it's really good for you because you needed it right now. You know, it's kind of like a live energy. Um, and he's, um, he's, he's, he's looking forward to seeing you. Um, I'm a little worried about the long distance part of it just because I don't know how well that's going to work for you. Yeah. You're, you know, because your aura is, is someone that, you know, you're not the, the greatest dater in the world. You would be a person that's either in a relationship or not, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, um, and, like, he's still, like, too good to be true. Like, he's just, like, a Midwest, like, Christian boy, and I'm like, oh, my God, he's my complete opposite. Like, I'm used to, like, the tattoos everywhere. And no, no, I feel, the, I feel the little boy, the bad boy energy a little bit. You know, he's... He's, he's, you know, it's, 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 it's a fun, a, enjoyable, like, you guys have a fun, enjoyable match. I, I, I wish you were closer together, but, you know, that, that's kind of what I'm looking at. Okay. And, Abby, the, what I'm seeing in the energy is, um, you know, I, I, I actually feel, and, and you're saying he's, the, he's your complete opposite. I actually feel deep down there's, there's a, a, even though Kyle was picking up the, 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 the fun and the, the bad boy, I actually feel some depth in him. I really, really do. And I don't know if he has shown you that soft, sensitive side of him, but I definitely yes, feel it there. Yeah, I definitely feel it there. He's, like, so, like, positive about this. He's like, well, you know, if things go well next month, I hopefully, like, I'm willing to make it work. I'm like, oh, well, I'm not moving to Indiana for you, like, you know, <laughs> anything in the future. I'm like, I'm not going to live on a farm. Like, I'm, not, I'm a city girl. I'm a Southern California girl. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Well, no. take it day by day, see where it goes. I feel, you know, I feel... Um, I feel like I'm actually feeling that when you first hook up with him, it's going to be a little bit awkward. It's going to be awkward between the two of you, and there's sort of going to be just like an adjustment period where you sort of take it from you being open and sharing with him however you're communicating right now on the phone or chats or whatever it is um, or text messages. 
Um, but I do feel the potential of you really being able to connect. I do, as Kyle picked up, I do feel the challenge in the long-distance relationship, but I have a gut feeling that um, you guys are going to at least give a decent amount of effort into this. I do feel like you're saying you don't want to move. I'm not sure how quickly he's going to move, and fundamentally you do feel very, very different. Um, but I do feel there's a, an emotional connection there, and it has some potential. I'm not telling you this is the soulmate that you're going to be spending the rest of your life with, but it definitely feels to me it's going to be a fun summer for you. And well, it, it, seems like there's a, it seems like a connection there, but I'm just wondering, you mentioned at the beginning that uh, you were going to be going on a trip in a month to uh, Indiana, and uh, you were wondering if you would see him. Now, if, you, if you're saying there's such a commitment, uh, why is there any wonder or doubt as to whether or not you'll see him? I know. I feel like I'm in doubt, but he's just like, well, I'm willing to go. I'm willing to drive two hours. I'm like, oh, I'll make it to you. You know, like, I just don't want him to drop anything, like any plans. I just think Well, just but like, if you're only going to be there for, for a short time, normally he would want to spend the time with you while you were there. If he doesn't, yeah. if he had to come to California, it's a little different. Now, are you saying that he he's not willing to inconvenience himself, or, or are you no? I feel that? he is. I just feel she's worried that he's too yeah busy. yeah the connection they have. I feel they're just they're it's sort of like polar opposites. They're just connected. No, different. Yeah, I, in I, some yeah, way, and and she's just thinking that I feel she's Abby's just thinking you know oh it's just. It, you know, it just can't be. I mean, I don't get this lucky. You don't, you don't meet anybody that you connect yeah, with so well. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, wow, like, he's into God. Like, I meet many guys and, like, you know, he'd rather go to a Christian college instead of, you know, play basketball somewhere else and just all this stuff. I'm like, well, what made you go back home? And he was like, because I want to teach kids. <laughs> I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. no. But he's, he's, he's got good moral character. You're saying you don't, you don't meet that many people like that in, in a very urban environment as, as he seems to be. It's true. Mm-hmm. I feel there's potential there, Abby. I feel enjoy it. I feel the, yeah. the summer's going to be, um, um, the word that's coming to me is remarkable, and I do feel, you know, a lot of potential there for you. So thank you for your call, and I hope oh, you've answered so your much. question. I, thank you. Okay. All right, take Have care. Bye. Bye-bye. Our long-distance romances are tough, though. I mean, they're really, really tough. Right, Dr. Cirillo? And, and oh, Kyle? yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the hardest. It is. I mean, it's really a challenge. But, you know, I feel they're going to at least try to give that a shot. Yeah. So, yeah, there's outside stresses, but there's so much uh, connecting them. It's, it is a soulmate kind of connection. Yeah. I mean, and when you get that, then distance shouldn't be such an issue. And some of no. them work. Sometimes... It can work. I mean, I'm hearing remarkable with, with them. I do feel, though, that when they first meet, it's going to be very awkward. So we'll see how mm-hmm. that one turns out. Hopefully, Abby will give us a call back and let us know. All right. Who is our next caller? I have uh, someone else here. I have okay. Tom, and he's wondering about his relationship with Lori. Okay. Tom. Hi, Tom. Hello. How, how's everyone doing? Thank you for taking my Hi. call. All right, so tell us a little bit about what's going on with Lori. Oh, I don't even know where to begin, but um, I'm I'm ready to get married. I feel, you know, we're soulmates. I feel we strengthen each other's weaknesses, and I'm just wondering how she feels about me. How long have you been seeing each other? We actually haven't spoken in a while, but I think about her too much. 
No, but I mean before that, Jay, it sounds like you had some kind of a tiff, but oh, uh, yeah. you're talking about marriage. Do you do you know her a long time? Well, we met like two years ago, and uh, we've known each other for three months, but we kind of lived together for that time, and we saw each other like every day. And oh. you've been apart for all this time? Yes. So your question really is, um, are you guys going to get back together? Right. Okay. Um, when when you have a question like that, ask ask that, because that's that's so we can really zoom in on what it is that you want to know. Um, all right, this is one of the times I want to say how honest you want me to be. Go for it. All right. Um, what I want to say is I, I, I don't feel you guys have fully run your course, but I do – to me, I'm almost feeling that, that Lori has, when I, I kind of want to say moved on. In, in, I'm not saying forever, and I'm not saying she's in a forever relationship, but she certainly feels to me that she has moved on to some degree. You know, it almost feels to me that there's going to be um, um, some, some meeting um, somewhere down the road. Certainly, uh, to me, it feels the fall, the fall or early part of the winter where it could be a chance meeting or it could be a planned meeting where you guys do meet and uh, do meet up, and I do feel that you are going to communicate, and I do feel, you know, it's sort of like one of those things where, you know, at that point you can't, you can't, you guys are going to kind of decide if you want to give this another shot or where things could go. But I'm not feeling her focus on you, and I'm being real honest with that, Tom. Okay, I appreciate that. All right, Kyle, what do you pick up? Um, I pick up um, that uh, one of the things I would like to ask you, Tom, Tom is uh, – when you guys last talked, did you guys end it where she needed her space? Is that what she said? Uh, I mean, was she I, in? I, was, I, I guess in essence that's, that's what she said. Because that's she what they're telling me. They're telling me that she said she needed her space and she needed her time to figure out what she wanted in her life. And right. I, I, you know, I also hear that there's uh, an energy that says, I've, you know, I, I, I she said her energy says, you know, she can't. She can't feel tied down. She can't feel smothered, and and she she worries that, you know. I guess when you guys were together, and maybe it was because you were together every day, and you know, and living together. Or at least that's what you said. You said you guys were living together. I'm guessing that she felt a little smothered and overwhelmed, and and she didn't feel like she had her freedom. And not that you know everyone has freedom when they're in a relationship, but there has to be you know your space, my space, and our space. You know. Right. And, oh. Yeah, we had plenty of time alone, though. I mean, but 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 do you know why she was feeling so smothered? Um, I mean, you didn't I talk kinda, to you about that. Well, I did something she asked me not to do, but I I I didn't mean it in a bad way. I was trying to do something nice, but she didn't but it, quite take it that way. So, well, she felt it was like crossing the road a little bit. Yeah, she felt yeah. it was overboard. She felt it was overboard. Right. And and and. Do you? I mean, do, do you have a way of getting in contact with her right now? Um, I was thinking I don't, about right. I don't I see. A, I don't see like a phone number that you have of hers. That's why I'm asking. Right. I just have a work number right now, and I, could, I was thinking about writing her a letter. Okay. I mean, I think that's 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 really good. I, I I'm I'm probably gonna be honest with you and say, I I think you are ready for a relationship, and I understand that. I'm not sure she is ready for. The relationship that you're ready to be in, and I, but I also believe that you're also ready to go out there 
and right now you want to have your life going. So, I mean, and it's not, to me, I'm not even sure if, if you really sat down and we were to talk one-on-one, I'm not sure that we would even, at the end, we would probably say, you know what, maybe, maybe she's not the one for me. You might say that to me at the end of it, you know, because I think you want a relationship, but I'm sure, you know, there's enough things that went on in this relationship that, it, you know, she didn't get what you were doing as, like, a good thing for her. She got that you crossed the boundary and did something behind her back, and she feels very almost, like, offended by it. Especially and, if, you, if she asked you not to do it. What was it, like buying her an engagement ring or no, something? No, no, no. It was, more, it, was, it was more like talking to some people that, that are close to her, right? No, not exactly. I, it's just funny. Like, funny. I don't know if you want to call it funny. But uh, I, I painted a room in her house while she was on vacation. Okay. And I've done other work in her house before when she went, she went away, and she liked it, and she was happy, and she told her family, and she was bubbly about it, so I thought she would like this. I mean, it was a, a room that was uh, primed for months before I met her, and it wasn't, she, didn't, she worked a lot, and she didn't have any time to finish it, so I went and painted it. So I'm figuring if she didn't like it, I could always paint it another color, or I could prime it back the way it was, so... But, but she, okay, I see what you're saying. But, but she, that, that's probably why she felt so smothered, because she feels to me to be uh, kind of what I want to say, more independent. Um, and, you know, it, it's almost like you took her, you, she saw it in a way that you took her power away or you took the power for her to make a decision away. Right. Um, Dr. Cirillo, do you have any, any input on this? Yeah, you know, that, that you wanted the room a certain way. Maybe she sees that as a sign of things to come that, uh, you know, that you are going to say, I wear the pants and make the final decision, and then you'll paint it off as a surprise, and uh, she wants you to get that when she says something, she means it. Some women don't, you know, and some men don't. They're hinting. They say, oh, don't do that, but they really want it. But one lesson you've learned about this woman is that she's someone who's pretty forthright, like myself. When she tells you yes, she means yes. When she tells you no, she means no, that she doesn't play those kind of games. And she gets angry if somebody doesn't uh, take what she says seriously. So this is something about her personality that you've learned, and maybe you could let her know in the letter, you know, you've learned that in a, in, in a subtle way, and that certainly you realize that, uh, you know, you, you, you are going to take her seriously and, uh, you know, kind of get that message across because she's that kind of person. She's more forthright than, than you might be used to. Right. All right. Well, thank, thank you, you so much, Tom. We hope we Thanks, helped Tom. you and we hope we answered your question. Thanks, um, guys. Have a great night. You too. Um, who is our next caller? Well, our next caller is Kathy, who's actually calling back. She tried to call last week. She uh, wants to know where her relationship stands. Okay, Kathy. Kathy, Hello. I'm glad you got through to us this time. Yeah, we're yeah. sorry about last week. Um, please t- okay. give us a little bit of background and tell us the person's name, and we'll tell you what we pick up. Okay, his name is Sean. Mm-hmm. And we've been together for about 18 months. Mm-hmm. But ever since Christmas, he's been acting really weird. It's like we're not in a relationship, but however, where are you going? What are you doing? Stuff like that. All right. Let me tell you, first of all, to me, I like the, I actually like the connection that you guys have, and I also like his energy a lot. I feel um, 
stuff going on around him almost feels to me to be um, business, career, and family related. I feel a lot of distractions, a lot of pressure. Um, is mm-hmm. that true? Do you know that? Do you know about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm just feeling, you know, he needs a little bit of space. He needs a little bit of time. What I want to really suggest to you is give him a little bit of space now. Don't crowd him. Don't, you know, if he, if he isn't calling you or he says he doesn't want a relationship, say things like, I understand. Give him the space he needs. I feel if once you do that, he'll, he'll come around in a very short period of time. Kyle, what do you pick up? Um, I pick up very similar to that because I would say that he does need his space right now. And, it's, you know, he's a man. He wants to be a man, and you can see that. He's got that male energy, and it's, like, and it's, and it's a really good energy. But he wants to make the decisions. He doesn't want to feel pushed to make them. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to hear about any time clocks or anything like that. Right, right. You know? I agree, yeah. yeah. And, and he's really, you know, he's, he's just trying to get it together so that he can, like, approach the thing in, in his time, in his way. If he, it's like if he was a guy that had bought a ring and you knew what day he was going to give it to you, you're not going to get it, you know, no. that day. You know, you'll get it later. <laughs> you know. uh, but, but he's a really good guy. Um, uh, his mother keeps coming up in his energy, though. I do feel a lot of family stuff going on I around him. I feel his him. mother Actually, around him. I'm picking up a brother. Does he have a brother with that in, and a mother, uh, the mother that where, where there is a lot of family stuff going on right now? Um, I know his dad has had cancer and stuff like that, you know, but. Well, that's, well, a, that's, big, pretty that's a big distraction. Yeah, no, I realize that, and I know he's really tied up with his job and stuff, you know. I mean, no, I know he's got a lot going on, but like I said, he's just been so back and forth, you know. Leave him, give him the space, and don't, when he's off, when he wants the space or he's not calling you, don't keep on reaching out to him. I think you're the... The, you're, you're working too hard at this and trying to bring about what you want where, like, I agree with Kyle. He needs to do this in his own way. I feel and the more you back off, the more he'll step forward. And I understand. Yeah, and I, he, I, he pulled, he pulled and away I, around I, Christmas. I'm thinking something happened with his family, and he felt that he couldn't be what you needed and give them what they needed, too. And with his father having cancer, you know, you'll still be there. His father might not be. So that's, that's a yeah. conflict. Yeah, that's a good point. I think Kyle was, was he trying to say time. Yeah, I, I was just gonna, I was just going to say, you know, I I understand the effort you've put into this because I'm looking at it and looking at, oh my God, you put a ton of effort into this, and I, I I get that completely. You know, it looks like you've really gone out of your way, you know, to to be what he needed you to be. Right. And and what I want to say to you is, is bravo for doing that. Why is this phone like? I don't know. You but, <laughs> such an but, echo there. I know. Um, I'm so sorry. But sounds more enigmatic. I like it. Yeah. Well, I'm not going anywhere. You know. I mean, I'm in this for the. <laughs> yeah, and so. Um, I'm in it. I'm go ahead, Kathy. Well, and I feel if you can just, like I said, sort of play a cool and just tell him you understand and. Say, you know, if you need a few days or whatever, go do whatever you need to do. Uh, you know, don't put any pressure on him. Be his friend. I, Be his right. friend. Right, good. That's good. I feel he's going to see best results. Yeah, and I'm not putting any pressure on him. It's like, okay, whatever. You know, I mean, I'm just letting it go and waiting for him to call me instead of me calling him and things like that, you know. And, you know, and one of the greatest things I've learned with relationships and, and just dealing with couples, because, you know, is, is when there is a problem and there's something going on, if you guys will take like five minutes 
hold each other's yeah. hands and look at each other and remember when you first got together, mm-hmm. it brings a lot of energy back. Mm-hmm. And just right, really do that. Not even doing that, you know. He will. He will. He will. It's true. Uh, Dr. Cirillo, do you have any closing words? Well, uh, again, I'm in agreement with both of you. I think that she has to give him the space. I think he's under a lot of pressure now, and I think he feels that his his family of origin needs him. And, uh, you know, you want to be part of the solution. You don't want to be part of the problem. So if you come Correct. across as pulling him in another direction, that's going to be more pressure on him. You've got to come across as somebody who can help ease the pressure. What can I do? How can I help? And maybe sometimes the way you can help is just by by not demanding that the two of you go out on, on the day when he has to see his family. You know, tell yourself well, it's yeah. only temporary. Yeah. I have I to say I'm very <laughs> Well, Kathy, we wish you luck with this. Keep us posted. Yeah. Let us know how it goes. All right. Thank you. All right. Take care. Have a good night. All right. Who is our next caller? All right. Our next caller is Maury, is a nursing student, and is wants to know if med school is for her. Okay. Hi, Maury. Hello. How are you? Hi there. Good. How are you? Oh, I'm very good. Well, I'm. my question is about my my mm, perhaps desire to segue my nursing uh, career into medical but I feel like I should ask a relationship question instead because it seems to be the theme. <laughs> yeah, you could do whatever feels right. No, I don't know. Yours is, is a no. very interesting uh, Right, question. because actually from the, second your own we, from the second we heard, I heard your voice, I saw you in, I, I, I don't know if it was in a hospital, but, but certainly working as, in the medical profession, and I thought perhaps when we heard the question that you were a student trying to think if you wanted to go to medical school or what, but you're definitely in the right field. I mean, you're definitely doing what you should be doing. Um, It always concerns me if somebody is asking if they should go in the direction of a career. Um, That always is is sort of like a trigger to me that there's some doubts and there's some concerns that a person has, but you're in the absolutely in the right field, and I feel whatever direction you go, you're going to be successful. I guess my main, my, my drive is there and my desire. I'm an older student, um, but the financial constraints uh, are uh, uh, weigh heavily on my mind. Uh, I, I will be graduating from nursing school in a, a few weeks here, so mm-hmm. I have yet to embark upon my nursing career, but certainly the the possibility uh, now that now that I've had clinical experience and exposure to the patients and working in the hospital environment, it's it's really really pulling me. Well, you would have what? to borrow and take a, a slight financial setback, whereas as a nurse you could earn good money. I mean that's part of the consideration. Can you afford to do this and and live off loans for the next three or four years? Right. Well, I guess. And then you'll question. have the means to pay them off. Right, exactly. Well, would, I guess maybe even asking the angel, the angels, if I put my energy into this, will the universe help provide for me? Will they, the money they will. come? They will. They, they definitely will, uh, this is Kyle. And, um, I, hi, I'm Kyle. Looking at, I, hi. I'm looking at your energy. I mean, uh, is it, is it, I mean, I'm seeing all these honors around your school. I mean, did you win all these awards and stuff while you were in school? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, I'm seeing all these awards. I mean, it's like, 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 like test scores, like straight A's. I mean, I mean, I'm not seeing anything other than straight A's. Is that, is that all true? Um, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I've done really well. Um, that's yeah, it, that and, and, is and, true. And there's, and there's also there's also an energy from um, uh, your father's coming up on your shoulder, and um, he's saying follow. He's saying follow me, follow me. Oh and, wow! Um, uh, is your father passed over or is he here? No, my father passed away uh, in 2004. He was a doctor. Ooh, oh, follow me, he's saying? Yeah. Wow. I have the chills. Oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> yeah, that just well, gave me the chills answer. a little bit, too. Maury, Maury, that's your answer. <laughs> oh, my God. He's your angel. Wow. I have. I mean, my hair is standing up on on end. Oh, my God. No, it's, it's really amazing. It's, you know, it's... It, um... <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know what to say. No, no, it's interesting. But I think that's your answer. That's what I you wanted hearing, to know. I and keep hearing the song in the background somewhere over the rainbow, so. Wow. Oh, I have the chills again. Oh. I mean, you know, it's you're in the right field. He's with you. Okay. He's going to guide you along, and you're going to make it. Okay. All right? Well, you're going to complete okay. his task. Because his task is not totally complete the way he uh, wanted it to be, and you're going to complete it. Wow. Does that somewhere over the rainbow mean something to you? Do you hang up? Yeah. Oh. It does. Do you want do you want to tell us or not? Oh. Um, no. Okay. All right. Well, well, thank you so much for your call. I, I think you got your answer that came through because it's very very personal and it's very okay. very um amazing that you said that. Well, you know what? Your dad's watching over you, so you know what? He's right there with you. He's just know that they're, you know, they're, when people pass on, they, you know, they sometimes sit with us and they help us get through until we're really solid on ground. So, okay. Um, okay. and he's right there with you. So, you know, well, it was really I nice to talk to you more. Just start studying for my uh, nursing board and then start applying to med school. <laughs> right. right. I mean, you've got, you've got help from the other side, so you're going to make it. Keep in touch with us. Let us know how you do. Thank you so much. Will you're do. very welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Yeah, I... uh, that was great, Kyle. That was really phenomenal. Wow. That was. Um, I think we have time for uh, another caller. Who's our next caller? Well, I have Vicki on the line here, and she is calling about her man's intentions. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hi, All right, Vicki. Hey, how are you all doing? Good, good. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. All right, so who do you want us to look at and give us a little bit of background as far as what's going on? Well, I'd love for you to look at Lee, who I'm very sold with. Um, I think I've had past lives with him, and I'm wondering at this point what his intentions are with me. Well, I personally like the energy between the two of you. Um, I feel a lot of potential. To me, it actually feels like, um, I almost want to say um, hot and cold at times with with him, but overall, and I feel if and when he does that, that's just his own fears. I feel it's like too good to be true on both of your parts. I feel potential is there for this to lead into something very, very long-term and, you know, serious and committed. Kyle, what do you pick up? Um, I agree. I agree on that. Uh, he's got really good energy. I think you are a really good judge of people in general anyway, and I think you know how good he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and I think you're definitely right on the past life stuff because 
it keeps showing all these clicks around your energy as I'm looking at it. And, and that shows me that you guys click on many different lifetimes, you know. And, you know, some that are the really, really strong relationship, like the love relationship, some that mm-hmm. are like almost like a family member, but it's still that real, real strong relationship energy. So, I mean, you would have felt like you've known each other forever after knowing each other a few days, you know. Um, yes. And, and, and you know what? He's got a good, good heart and soul. I mean, that's the main thing I can tell you. He, and he's very truthful. You know? He's very what? He's very truthful. He's okay. going to tell you the truth. He's going to tell you the truth. And, and you're very truthful, too, you know? And that's the one thing. And you know what? He's what you asked for. You asked the universe to bring you someone like this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and here he is. So, I mean, I would just count my blessings and be very grateful to the universe for bringing me such a... Uh, a relationship that is going to really work. The only thing it sounds like Vicky thinks it's too good to be true a little bit. I'm getting back to uh, talk about self-esteem before. You know, is this really happening? Is it really right for me that I love him and he and he loves me? You know, she's looking for the for the glitch and she hasn't found it, and that makes her a little nervous. I, I think from the past there was a few glitches in past relationships, and that's probably why you're looking for it. Um, but um, I. I don't see the glitch with this one myself. Yeah, I don't either. I feel this one has the potential. Um, Dr. Cirillo, any any closing words on this? Well, you know, I, I, I think she just has to be a little bit careful because sometimes when you feel like something's too good to be true or you feel like you don't deserve it, you never had it before, you sabotage it. So I think we have to tell her that, uh, you know, her spirits and her angels and her conscience and everything will will be with her in not sabotaging and in appreciating this good thing and telling herself she does deserve it and that's why it's here. Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> well, thank you, thank you, your thank question? you. Yeah, that answers my question. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. You're welcome. Take care. Um, okay, y'all too. Thank you. Um, I think we have time for one one more caller. Do we have anyone else on the line? Frank, you have someone? Uh, yeah, yeah. This is uh, Myra. She wants to know when she will find a romantic relationship. Hi, Myra. Hi, Myra. Hello. Hi, Myra. And how are you all this evening? Good, good. Um, are you, so you're not involved with anyone right now? Not really. A relationship um, broke up a month or two ago, and I've been doing a little bit of dating, but nothing's quite there. So, All right. I still feel you're holding on to this guy. What was his name that you broke up with? Um, that was Earl. Earl. Um, I still feel him in your energy. I just feel you need to um, let go of that a little bit um, and, and whatever hurts that you know you felt from that relationship. Just work a little bit on you to sort of let that go. Um, Kyle, what do you pick up as far as... Um, um, I pick up that last relationship is still there, too. It's, it's on their shoulder, and, and it's a, it was a Peter Pan relationship to me. You know, he was the little boy that didn't want to grow up. Um, does that make sense to you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, And, I mean, you're, you're like windy and ready to, you know, grow up a little bit, and he's like going, I'm going back to Never Never Land, you know. And, <laughs> and you know, and you kind of, you know, you kind of got to say, you know, you know what, it's your turn. You know what you want. You know what, and you know what, you know what you liked about this guy. Take some of those qualities, and, and you know, and it's okay to ask for some of the good qualities. 
these negative qualities need to, you know, need to not be in the next relationship you're in. And you've got to make sure that the person can give to you in the next relationship because you do all this giving in the beginning of a relationship, and then you turn around and you finally ask for one thing, and then they think you've changed. You know, it's like, and <laughs> well, you yeah. have. But now you're looking out for yourself, and and you spoiled them because you never did. And you might have spoiled this little boy a little, so that's a lesson for the next relationship that you have to be both adults with give and take. Right. Sure. You're sure. Not and like mother, after all, you're the girl. It's not. It's not very far away if you if you just really release this. You know, sometimes just writing a letter and not even sending it to him, just writing it for you, just to get out your stuff, is really a good way to do it. Okay. I feel for you, somebody will be coming into your life, I would say, the latter part of the summer. For me, I'm feeling July, August. Um, I agree with Kyle. If you can let things go quicker, quicker, um, you very likely could draw the person in, in quicker than that. But the very latest will be July, July August time frame. Yeah, can I ask one question? Do you know who Eric is? Eric? Yeah. Who is that to you? No, Eric, that I'm aware of. Okay, that's the name I would watch for coming up, so, in the future, so. Okay. I'll write that down and make a note of it here. <laughs> great, great. All right. Um, Dr. Jean, was there anything else, Dr. Cirillo? Uh, no, just that I think she's learned now that she has to look out and, and demand that the adult part of the person also show itself, that uh, she, it be more of an equal uh, balance. Right, because I'm feeling that that was a um, um, it was an emotional roller coaster in that relationship with him. Uh, was that true? Was it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. I just feel you're right. really better off without him. You and I hate to say that, but you because I shouldn't judge like that. But I feel you're going to find greater happiness out there. Um, just work on letting it go. I just feel you have some 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 scars, some emotional scars from that. Sure, and I have been trying. I've started doing some of the dating and things like that, but just. I haven't quite found that magic, so I thought I'd find out if it was coming. Well, uh, Dr. Cirillo, is that something you could help her with, like to come up with some suggestions as far as well? You, you know, there's a really go? good book. It's it's written by a friend of mine, Rhonda Finling. It's called "Don't Call That Man." It's like a 12-step program as okay. to what to do when you want to call your old boyfriend, how to work your way out of a relationship so you have a clean slate for the new relationship. Wow, I wonder uh, if we could get her on the show when we do the show on yeah. relationships. Well, is she interested? Uh, well, it's your friend. Oh, 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 uh, yeah. Uh, possibly, yeah. She would certainly love to talk about her book. That was written in 1999, and it's still a pretty high seller out there because it's uh, a title a lot of people can relate to. Right, I think that would be phenomenal. I mean, if we could get her on the show for that. Story. I don't have one friend that wouldn't benefit from that book. Right, I, I love <laughs> the concept. Would you talk to her, yeah. Doctor Cirillo, and see? I, I definitely will. Because that, to me, I mean, a twelve-step program on on what to do to not call. I mean, we've all been in that situation. Exactly, what to do instead of. I love that. that man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's it's easy to find on Amazon or in a bookstore. As I said, it's still a hot seller. Yeah, see if you could pick up that book. I think that would be a good idea for you. Um, and, you know, keep <coughs> us posted at when this new guy comes into your life because he's heading in in the summer. Yeah, it would be great. Yeah, like I said, I've, I've moved on from a little, at least I thought I had, but 
Uh, there's still stuff there for for both Kyle and I'll, I to be picking it up so strongly. You still have some work to do, but you know, take a take a look at this book. Anything else, Doctor Cirillo, that you could suggest for her? Well, again, I would suggest getting back into her own interests and her own hobbies rather than focus only on meet somebody. As you develop your own interests, you tend to meet people with similar interests who are much more likely then to be soulmates. Right, right. That's wonderful advice. And again, I want to remind everybody, stay tuned for in two weeks, on March 30th, we're going to have a great show on relationships. Also next week, Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo will be taking more of your mailbag questions. Be sure to send us your detailed questions with background to the Lady Fontaine Show at ladyfontaine.com. Then tune in each week. We may be showcasing your question right here on the air. And a reminder to everyone coming up at 1230, it's The Invisible World, the paranormal radio show which I host, and as always, with our in-house paranormal expert, Lady Fontaine herself. Tonight's guest is Delia Rugamas from the San Diego Paranormal Research Society. So you don't want to miss this. Go to blogtalkradio.com slash theinvisibleworld, no spaces, or call 718-508-9285. Well, thank you to all our listeners and our callers for allowing us into your homes and for sharing your life's experiences with us. We adore you all, and we hope you find the peace you desire in life, and we hope we help you along that way. Um, we want to we, we, we be here to help all of you, so you have to call in to be able to get our help. I also want to thank our co-hosts, Dr. Jean Cirillo, Frank Tadaro, Joanna Sanchez, and Julie Zelvin. Special thanks also to Rachel Look, who did a great job screening calls tonight and helping us with the switchboard. Um, thank you all. Thanks again to Kyle Matthews, Psychic to the Stars, for being with us tonight. You were absolutely amazing, Kyle. You really, really were. I think I'm going to contact you for a reading. I told you. I told you, Lady <laughs> Thank you. Thank He's you for great. having me. I mean, I'd love to have you again sometime. You're absolutely Anytime, phenomenal. anytime, anytime. All right, thank you so very much, thank and you too. many blessings to each of you, and I'm in gratitude to you all. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Remember to tune in next Tuesday, March 23rd at 11 p.m. Yes. Eastern Standard Time to hear more of Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo taking your calls and answering your questions live here on Eye of the Future. Tintillating conversation and expert advice as callers experience the best of both worlds with two of America's top relationship experts. Next week, spiritual and goddess-inspired painter and artist Joe Jason joins her close friend Lady Fontaine to talk about her upcoming art expo, showing and uh, all of her exciting projects she has underway, including a few of our own Lady Fontaine. Of course, Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo will also be taking your calls live later in the show to help guide listeners along life's path. Don't forget to visit Lady Fontaine's website at ladyfontaine.com to learn more about her or to schedule a private reading or life coaching session. You can also follow Lady Fontaine on Twitter and Facebook for her latest announcements. To contact our guest, Kyle Matthews, please visit his website at psychicyle.com or email him at kyle at psychickyle.com. Please visit our show page on Blog Talk Radio for details 
on all of our co-hosts along with their contact information. Be sure to end your to send your questions to the Lady Fontaine Show, no spaces, at LadyFontaine.com to have your questions answered live on the air by Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo. Thank you so much, Kyle, for being here this week. I'm really looking forward to next week's show on relationships. Actually, that's in two weeks, Julie. It's March 30th. Okay, March 30th. (laughs) March 30th. And I hope that Dr. Cirillo can get that guest. I mean, that would be absolutely awesome. Um, Again, I wish everybody um, a wonderful week, and remember to honor yourself, and you'll automatically draw in countless experiences that honor you. Paranormal enthusiasts, stay tuned for Frank Todaro's The Invisible World, next right here on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to call 718-508-9285 in just a few minutes. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Good night, everyone. Hope to see you back here next week.